Welcome to Truth Culture Life. I am Royce Hood, joined by my uh, amazing co-hosts, Sierra Heidkamp from North Dakota. Sierra, how's it going? So good. So happy to be here as always. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. And I like the shirt, Jesus First. Is that one of your um, endorsement deal shirts? Yes, it is. There's a company... Wait, wait, hold on. Before before you go into this, Sierra's like a celebrity now. She has like companies sending her stuff to wear them and to promote them. So (laughs) I don't know about that, but no, I am. So, okay. As many of you know, I am very unapologetically me. And so on a lot of my social media platforms, I, I keep everything very open and I've never thought to reach out to any companies because I'm like, well, I'm very political. I talk about my fitness. I talk about the different projects I work on. And uh, I finally reached out to a few companies, one of them being Whole Strength, which is a Christian fitness company. And I have partnered with them um, to kind of get the word out about their brand. And so if you check out my Instagram or any of my social media platforms, I have a link in the bio that talks about a few of the companies I'm working with. But this is one of my favorite workout companies. And so when we were getting ready to start the show today, I was like, I have to wear my Jesus first shirt. I've been trying to be more intentional about waking up before I touch my phone, before I do anything. I'm doing my daily devotional, reading my Bible, really getting in that headspace. And Fridays are the perfect opportunity to really hit that home because I do that. And then I go right into the radio show. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's bring in our second guest or not second guest. You're bigger than a guest, Father. Come <laughs> you're, like, you're like the rock of this show. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Father Michael Orsi from Naples, Florida. He's not. It doesn't look like he's on the beach today, so that's kind of big. It's too hot. It's too hot for the beach. Oh, man. It is hot. I mean, you cook on the sand, and the gulf is very warm, very warm. Well, you're looking tan as always, so I am, I'm definitely jealous. All you have to do here is walk around, and, and you, you get, get a tan, <laughs> right? I remember. I remember from my my Naples days. Yeah. And then uh, we've got a very, very special guest joining us, Father Kelly. Now, Father is uh, with a couple different parishes. Um, Father, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and, and where you're assigned. Sure. Um, well, first off, thanks for having me. It's it's, it's great to be with you guys. And, uh, and yeah, really, really, really pleased to, to be on your guys' show. Um, yeah, I, I'm the pastor of two small parishes in southeast Missouri, near the Cape Girardeau area, a guardian angel parish in Orion, Missouri, and then St. Ambrose Parish in Chappie, Missouri. And uh, there are two small parishes with two schools as well, a school attached to each of the parishes. So they keep me busy down here, but, uh, but I love it. And, and God's just been, been so good to me uh, through, these, through this assignment. Well, I, hey, Father, so- I have a question for hey, you. How many children yeah. do you have? How many children in each school? Uh, at St. Ambrose, we have about 85 children. And at Guardian Angel, we have about 65. So they're, they're both pretty small. Uh-huh. But, um, well, Catholic education is the best way to evangelize. So make sure they stay open. I'm trying to yes. get a school to open up here in my parish. That's what we're trying to do and trying to, you know, uh, obviously keep them open. But, but certainly, first and foremost, just... Um, you know, use it as you said as tools of evangelization, and uh, and we're we're really you know trying to trying to focus on that more and more and more, especially with just the way that the culture is you know right now and yeah. everything. But yeah, 
Wow. Now, do you guys offer mass? At, I mean, obviously, have mass at the schools. Is that weekly or or are they, are they daily? How the, how does that work? Yeah. So we have mass for the school children twice a week at each place. Um, so on Mondays and Fridays, I have mass for the children at St. Ambrose, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have mass for the children at Guardian Angel. Wow. So that's kind of how we how we how we do it. And then I have. A uh, couple daily masses on Wednesday as well, one at each parish, but none of the school children come come on Wednesday. So, so God Sierra, bless you. You're a busy man. <laughs> you know, uh, Sierra, why don't you take it away? Ask him a little bit. I mean, he's got some like future celebrities uh, in his pocket. <laughs> well, so you know, on this show, we've talked a lot about Sister Wilhelmina, her incredible mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. Uh, how she has already affected so many. <clears throat> Uh, with her life and during her life, but now after life, right? And so we had talked before about what had happened at Dodger Stadium with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Mm-hmm. And right. Royce the, had the quote, said like, to say the quote unquote sister. They're not, they're not real sisters. Oh, right? Yeah, so, yeah, right, I call it right. the, the drag show group. <laughs> right, uh, sure. But Royce had sent me a, a screenshot of something that had happened in St. Louis at Bush Stadium, and it had involved you. Father Kelly, and I was wondering if you could kind of explain, you know, what happened, how you got to that point, and you know, the wonderful thing you did. Sure. Yeah. I I guess you could say it was just it was kind of God's divine providence the way that it worked out. Um, so several months ago, while we were still in the school year, um, one of our our parents of our of a couple of our uh, children in the school, um, she was a former principal, and and she did something with her former school where. They had a, a um, an opportunity to go to the Cardinals game. The school children sang at the seventh inning stretch, and, and it was just a good um, a good event for their school community. So whenever she she uh, had sent a couple of children to our school, she proposed this to us and says, "Hey, this you know worked worked really well for the school that I was at, um, and and we you know would be happy to facilitate you know getting getting you guys to to do this for your school." So. So she did. She kind of organized it and um, and, and got us, you know, to, to be able to have an opportunity to sing at the seventh inning stretch, take me out to the bowl game. And we invited, you know, our school family. It was just a, a community event. And um, our our music teacher um, who was going to conduct the children, she ended up having to have ankle surgery uh, back in June. And so once you know, that that was kind of on the docket. Uh, my principal, Laura Enderly, she asked me, she said, Father, since uh, our, our teacher, uh, Jira Legrand, is not able to conduct our children, uh, would you be able to do it? And I said, sure, why not? <laughs> um, so, so that's kind of how it all precipitated. And I got a, a good number of the kids together on a couple of occasions just to kind of practice and kind of prepare them mentally too, and, and even tell them like, look, uh, it's, you know, this is going to be, you know, kind of a big deal. We're going to be in front of thousands of people, um, but it's, it's all, you know, it's all going to be okay. Um, and, uh, and just kind of wow. mentally prepare them. So we rehearsed a couple of times for that. And then as we were getting ready for, of course, the whole thing with the Dodgers happened. And, and I just got to thinking, um, you know, I, we're, we're going to be on the MLB stage, so to speak, you know, in front of everybody at Bush and, with the whole thing that happened with the Dodgers in mind, I thought, you know, um, this would be a great opportunity for us to honor Sister Wilhelmina, a real religious sister, 
um, a very pious and devout woman um, whom God has chosen to miraculously preserve to show the world that he's still with us and he's still making saints. And this is a real religious sister. And it was just interesting because the, the, the whole thing with Sister Wilhelmina, that was coinciding with this whole, quote unquote, sisters or perpetual indulgence thing. It, it happened within the, the same several weeks, all of this came up. So you just, you look at it and you see, you know, how much the devil wants to mock God and he wants to mock our faith and, and, and especially religious life. Um, so anyways, so the thought came to me, well, how can we honor Sister Wilhelmina? So I, I asked if, if the title of our group could be displayed on, you know, on the video board at, there at Bush, if we could be Sister Wilhelmina singers of St. Ambrose. And they said, yeah, absolutely. You know, they agreed to that. And then um, I, I wanted to, uh, to honor Sister with a T-shirt that I wore. And on the back of the T-shirt, it has an image of Sister Wilhelmina with her name. And on the front, it just has a little Benedictine medal as well. Um, so I, I just, you know, wanted to honor her that way. I wanted all of us to honor her that way. And, and that's kind of how it all, how it all came, came about, really. It was just kind of, you know, one thing after another. But ultimately, God's divine providence, I think. So That's amazing. I think you should yeah. start selling the T-shirts. Like, if that should be <laughs> We should get some merchandise going because that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Do we have any, uh, any pictures? Any pictures of uh, your sister Wilhelmina singers? Um, there, there's several of them that are on, uh, like my Facebook page. I think that they they had you know put one um, put one up just a, just a moment ago, um, and that's yeah. So I mean, there was lots of parents taking pictures of the video board and things like that, and with, there's several videos and whatnot that are on there too. Um, but it, it, it was, it was basically, it was just the school kids that came to sing and, and mm -hmm. we just decided to call ourselves mm -hmm. the sister Wilhelmina singers. So, and did, what was the response you got from the crowd at the stadium? Oh, it was, I, I mean, they, they cheered, you know, as they always do after any group, you know, that, that sings, um, you know, the seven thing stretch, but it was interesting because, uh, the, you know, we're, we're out there in right field where we sang. And, and after we got done and we were kind of heading back into the tunnel, um, I mean, there were several people just right, right above us and they just went crazy. They were just, <laughs> they were just, they were, they were going crazy and several people, you know, were, were calling out to us and, you know, saying good job guys. And, you know, they, they said, thank you, father, you know, for, um, you know, for be, for being out there and everything. So it was just, it was a great experience. The kids will never forget that. They, they mm -hmm. just, um, they, they were, you, you could tell as soon as they walked out to the field, they're like, whoa, this is cool. This is really cool. You know, and, next, next time you do that, Father, you need to invite Father Orsi. He's got a heck of a singing voice. Ah! Oh, right? <laughs> tell all, all the dogs in St. Louis will howl. <laughs> I mean, he starts singing and people just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to ask you, do you think, I mean, is, is the management of Bush Stadium or, or, or the, uh, the Cardinals, are they favorable toward religion? Uh, is that how it happened? Could it, yeah. could it have happened in, in Los Angeles? I mean, could it have happened in Los Angeles? Right. Well, yeah, I, I know for a fact that a couple of the higher ups, um, the, you know, the executives for the Cardinals organization, they are Catholics. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I and I and I'm told that a couple of them are are pretty faithful. Um, uh -huh. You know about it, um, 
so and being in St. Louis, I mean, St. Louis is, is very rich in its Catholic history. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the name itself, St. Louis named after King of the King of France, you know, and, and so it's very, very rich in its Catholicism. So people are used to, used to seeing that are used, they're, they're used to Catholicism being present to them, you know, in, in St. Louis. Um, it's just, it's just kind of a part of the culture up there. So, so yeah, I would, I would definitely say that the Cardinals organization yeah, is, is favorable to religion. I know that they have actually a good friend of mine is, is one of the chaplains or has been one of the chaplains for the team. Um, and they'll celebrate mass, you know, for, um, for the team and, and anybody that works for the organization that's Catholic, um, including some of the players. So, so yeah, they're, they're very favorable towards that. Thanks be to God. So, Robin Hood, why, why, hey, Robin Hood, why don't you see if you could get some uh, priest out in uh, Los Angeles uh, to uh, to do something like that out there? <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but look, <laughs> we had a certain bishop head out there, and uh, right, it was I? I mean, not mm -hmm. not. Then it, I mean, look, yeah, uh, like he's I, he's like uh, he's like uh, you know about to become without portfolio himself. Here's where I'm at. I, I was brainstorming with the sisters in Gower recently, and they have a, they have some. Um, I mean, Sierra, you were out there. They have some like historians uh, that are you know that are sisters that are just amazing. And we were talking about the age, of, the age of martyrs, and it was interesting to think about. And one of the things that was said was that you know during during periods of crisis around the world, one of the things that really helped save the world in many ways was the monastic life. These monasteries would pop up as refuges, you know, as like a refuge for people to go and also for priests to go as well that, that needed retreat or needed, you know, needed help with their own vocation. So I, I don't know, in many ways, I feel like, you know, I, I keep asking this question, are we, are we in or are we entering a new age of martyrs, so to speak? And it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, blood in life maybe it'll come to that but it's definitely there's some spiritual warfare going on it's hard to hard to deny that i mean even just looking at what father you did here at the stadium right i mean what a, i'm looking at this picture and, and we can throw it up real quick you can kind of see it a little bit i mean just wow what a contrast the future the light of the world this love faith hope and love is what i see in that picture right and innocence mm -hmm. Versus the decadence that we've seen in other images recently at baseball right. games. And wow, this is the past time that I know about. This is what people want to see. Yeah, um, I wish more, I wish more uh, churches would uh, ask to um, perform uh, before a bowl game or during oh, a bowl game. I just sure. would love to see what cities would accept something like that. I doubt it would fly on the West Coast or the East Coast. I doubt it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're doing, they have like, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I won't get into it now, but hey, you know, Father, I'm curious, do you still have, so did you actually sew uh, Sister Wilhelmina's image on the back of your, uh, your? is that your your outfit there? I mean, what, I can't quite see it with Yeah, the, so, yeah, or, so it's a, uh, so I'm wearing a black t-shirt over my cassock. Okay. It is, and, and I have a, I have a parishioner, she makes t-shirts, and I just, I asked her, I said, could you make this for me? <laughs> and I described what I wanted, and and sent her, you know, the image of sister and everything. And she said, yeah, absolutely. I can do it. And she did. And, and that's, yeah, that's what I'm wearing in that picture. Um, and I, and I had, I had several, I had several others some, made. So we need to get some merch going. I'm telling you. We I need to space on it. Cause I feel like Father, that was I want to, I want to ask you a question. Did you know the sisters before the exhumation? 
yeah, I've known the sisters for years. Um, I, I didn't really know Sister Wilhelmina personally. Um, I, a, after the time I was ordained a priest and was able to celebrate Mass for the sisters, there were a couple times where, like, I gave her Holy Communion, and and I, I recall that there was uh, maybe one opportunity where I got to meet her, shake her hand, and and say hello to her a little bit. But I didn't really know her personally. I would say it's funny. I know her a lot, a lot better now after after she's died than I did when she was alive. Mm-hmm. But I, I've I um. Yeah, I, I've known the sisters for, for years, really from about the time or just before the time I was ordained a priest back in 2015 and have just, yeah, developed a, a relationship with that community um, by God's providence and, and just, you know, being in the right place at the right time, so to speak. Um, I kind of helped help them facilitate founding a, a monastery in our diocese. So we're the mm-hmm. diocese of Springfield, Cape Girardeau, which covers all of southern Missouri their their mother house in Gower is located in the Kansas City St. Joseph Diocese. And several years ago I helped facilitate and kind of help them move to our diocese to found a house down here. Is that um, in Ava? That's in Ava, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and and my understanding is that that's still under construction, that they're looking to raise some money to, to yes. that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So they're they're working on that and they have they have a long ways to go. It's an expensive project, as you can imagine. They're building a whole monastery, you know. Um, and they're they're living in a in what was an old Franciscan monastery right now, and and they're they're just they're bursting at the seams. They need you know they need this bigger place. So um, that's definitely something I want to promote on here is you know please support the Benedictine sisters and their building project. They're they're a great community. They're doing great work, and and obviously uh, with the exhumation of Sister Wilhelmina, it's it's kind of put them put them out there in the light for people to see you know, how good this community is. So now you are yeah. a third order, You're a third order Benedictine. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, that's, yeah, that's the equivalent of what it is. It's um, I'm an oblate um, okay. of, that, of, the, of the Abbey up there in Gower. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you could explain to our folks what uh, an oblate is. Sure. So, and some people may be familiar with like being a third order, member of a religious community like the Franciscans or the Dominicans. And basically what it is, what an oblate is, is you're not just attached uh, in a spiritual sense in a relationship with, um, with the Benedictine order, but you're attached to the particular abbey or monastery you're an oblate of. And what that means is, number one, um, as an oblate, uh, I seek to live out the Benedictine life in accordance with my state in life as a diocesan priest. Lay people will do it in accordance with their state in life as lay people, which basically, you know, means having a regular, you know, habit of, of prayer, which obviously is, is you know, uh, very important for, for the priesthood. And, and so that's, you know, that was already kind of present in my life. But um, but also just, just seeking to live um, kind of a, 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 a kind of integrating, um, you know, the, a, a balance between, the natural and the supernatural, you know, the spiritual life and, and just our day-to-day living, the aura at labora, which is the mantra of the Benedictines, prayer and work, sanctifying our days through through our prayer, but giving glory to God through our work and so forth. So just trying to live the Benedictine spirituality in accordance with our state and life. Now, with with the, the sisters in Gower, their particular charism is to pray for uh, priests and to to intercede for priests and to care for priests as well. So one of the things that I do uh, to uh, to live that out in my own life is to pray daily for my brother priests and you know seeking. Thank to offer you. Up. 
Thank yeah. you very much. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely Father. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you know that we we need it. We need that that uh, that fortific- fortification. You know, to to be strengthened to live out our priestly lives uh, in this day and age. So, so that's kind of their their charism and what they focus upon. Of course, they're also a traditional community. They celebrate the traditional Latin Mass. They they do their, the prayers, their um, divine office in Latin. They live a very traditional Benedictine rule, which is just beautiful to see. And and I have a great affinity and love for for the tradition of our church. I, I celebrate the extraordinary form um, privately on occasion, and um, and just uh, and. And whenever I have those other opportunities to do so for their community as well. So um, so that's kind of, uh, in a nutshell, um, what it means to be an oblate, but in particular, an oblate of their community. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. We need to jump to a quick commercial break. And Father, if you can stick around, we have a few more questions for you. If you've got time, sure. we'd love to have you do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So yep. All right. So you're listening to Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll be right back. July is the month for Catholic Spirit Radio's Matching Monday. I'm this year's Matching Monday donor, Patricia, and I'm going to double up to $6,000 every donation made on the Mondays in July. I challenge you to donate big, so I have to write that matching big check. Donate online at catholicspiritradio.com or mail your check on any Monday in July to 108 Boykin's Place in Normal. Why am I willing to be the matching donor? Before I converted, Catholicism seemed mysterious to me, even though my husband was Catholic. However, after speaking with a priest, I knew I wanted to become a Catholic too. I began listening to EWTN programs and grew tremendously in my understanding and love of the faith. When my children came along, I was thankful that we could attend church together, and we still do whenever family comes to town. Catholic Spirit Radio needs our financial support so we can grow in our faith. If you've never donated, start this July. If you've donated in the past, July is the month to give extra. Remember, I will double it during July Matching Mondays. Help seniors remain independent. Faith in Action is a nonprofit providing transportation for people over 60 to medical appointments and grocery stores. Become a Faith in Action driver in the extended Bloomington Normal area, 309-827-7780. Hey, this is Father Mitch Pacwa, host of Open Line Wednesday. For me, Catholic Radio is a chance to speak and hear our Catholic doctrine, consider it, think about it, apply it to everyday life, and be blatantly in the public with it. And I am so thankful to you for being an important part of the Lord's plan. By participating and listening, invite others to listen and hear Open Line. Wondering about your next step? Ashley was in school and pregnant when she reached out to the Pregnancy Resource Center. Would she be judged? Would she be accepted? What she found at LAPRC was a team of people who were committed to providing excellent care and compassionate support to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. If you or someone you know is in a situation like Ashley, or if you want to help support women and families in our community, you can find us at PregnancyResourceCenter.org. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, 
put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Welcome back to Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio. I'm Royce Hood, and we're joined today by Sierra Heidkamp and Father Orsi. And we're joined by a very special guest, Father Kelly, who is like almost a major league baseball player now, I guess. <laughs> Hold out for a good contract. Get a good contract. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, it's all about the benefits. It's not about the title. Remember that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it's a, you know, actually it's amazing how many, um, how many like Catholic athletes there are out there. And a lot of them, you know, some of them are more, uh, public than others, but I love like, I, you know, my kids are watching this, uh, soccer match and there's this famous soccer player. He's like holding the rosary on the sidelines. Right. And like, you see things like that. Um, it's just, it's just, we need it. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about, Father was walking us through, I mean, his experience for those that are just joining us. Um, he just brought out the um, the Sister Wilhelmina Singers. Is that the official name of the student group, Father? <laughs> yeah, uh, official, unofficial, you know, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah uh, that's... Did you do any other songs or did you only do the, uh, the anthem? Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the yeah. ball game. Okay. Yeah, yeah the right. seventh inning stretch. Yeah. You know, that's so great. I, I was actually, you know, we're working on a film called Incorruptible. And that is going to be a movie that is inspired by Sister Wilhelmina's life and the things that she cared about, which was her faith. Um, and it's funny because that is going to have a soundtrack to it, Father. And oh, nice. Of course, they sing. So I actually suggested, I haven't heard your kids sing yet, but I suggested to one of the sisters who I'm working with regularly on this movie, I was like, what if we could get the Sister Wilhelmina Singer's kids to do like an acapella song and maybe throw it in the credits or somewhere in the film? That might be a lot of fun. Oh, they they would love to do that. In fact, um, our kids, are our, our music teacher, um, Mrs. Legrand, uh, she taught our kids the Salve Regina. So they know the Whoa. Salve Regina. There you go, Robin Hood. They're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, honestly, I would have them do that, and I would have them probably do Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Because sure. that, yeah, they'd love to. The, the Benedictines, their albums that they put out are very reverent. They're, you know, they're Latin. They're beautiful. Um, and so I've, I've sort of been planting <clears throat> that, hey, like for this, for the soundtrack, we need a few pieces that are slightly different that are going to catch people off guard and, 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 and be fun, evangelize, bring people in. That could be really, really cool. So if you're in, we'd have to, we have, I mean, they're under 18, obviously we have to get their parents approval sure, and all that stuff, but sure. we'll, we'll bring out some microphones. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let, let me know you guys. Maybe we could go to the, maybe we could go to Bush stadium, you know, and, and enjoy the game at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. they're a venerable, they're a venerable franchise. St. Louis is a venerable franchise. They really are. Way yeah, back. They are. Yep. Well, they are. So if you guys go in, you know, check out our Facebook page for those listening at truth culture life pod, you know, we shared, uh, Father Kelly's post. There's videos on there of the kids singing at the stadium. It's just so cool. I mean, it bring it honestly brings me so much joy to see those. Right, kids. What what great so ball player? What great ball player came out of St. Louis? One of the all time greats. Oh, this sounds like a trivia question. Yeah. Oh no! Right, let's, see if gets it. let's see if anybody what? gets it. a great well, philosopher. A great philosopher. A great philosopher. A Was ball, it a ball player? player? Yeah. Or a, yeah. A, yeah. A, yeah. Be a ball player or a, uh, a ball game, player I, and a great philosopher. 
All right, so Father, if you ask the question, and, and Father, uh, just so you know, if you get it right, there's applause, and if somebody gets it wrong, there's crickets. But you have to, if you ask a question on here, you have to know the answer. I'm guilty of that. I've asked questions that I don't know the answer to before. So, all right, going and the, on. And the Catholic. Okay. Uh, wow. If any of our listeners are listening, you can make fun of us at Truth Culture Life Pod at Facebook. <laughs> no, I don't know the answer. I, I think we're just hearing crickets. Is it a baseball player? Yeah. Who watches Ooh, the movie though? Honestly, was it Yogi uh, Berra? <laughs> Yogi Berra, you got oh, it! Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh. that was me. You know what gave it away was philosopher. That was, philosopher that was what gave it away yeah. because he's he's got a lot of a lot of great uh, quips. He was a devout Catholic. Went to mass all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. God rest his soul. You yep. know, it ain't, it ain't over till it's over. You see, folks, Truth Culture Life, we, we try to evangelize, we try to entertain, and we educate as well. <laughs> That's our purpose. I'll, I'll give you another one. What famous, very famous radio personality came out of St. Girardeau? Ooh. Um, Harry Carey? Nope. Uh, or, or Jack. <laughs> yeah, I get the crickets. Jack, <laughs> Jack Buck? Nope. Oh man, give up! I have no idea. I, I'm over too. Rush Limbaugh. Oh, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, Rush. Uh, he, he's buried uh, there too at the cemetery, uh, Cape Girardeau. Oh, you said Cape Girardeau. No one ever pronounces it Girardeau. Oh, Girardeau. 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 You do if you're from Boston. Yeah, Father's <laughs> well, from New York. You got to give him a break. He's in New York. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. come on. I don't. But anyway, Rush. Rush is buried Rush. there oh, yeah. too. Yeah, he's there. In fact, there's a courthouse there that's named after his dad. How really? about so, that? There you go. So yep. one question I wait, have: wait, Hold on, what's what's his dad's name? Rush, I think. I think his dad oh. was Rush. Rush, oh, Rush also. Okay, sorry. I think, Rush is Rush. I think so. I we'll could be wrong that about up. that. But yeah. Right. So one question I have: So we've talked. We ha- we asked this question to a couple of people. The last couple of guests we've had, but what do you think, Father Kelly? Uh, Sister Wilhelmina's story, like, where do you think it'll impact the most? You know, when we were just in Gower, I talked quite a bit about the fact that I'm from a younger generation. And with her story, her life, we talk about how she really sucked to tradition. There were a few times that, you know, she got into the civil rights movement. There were a few other things she did, but she always came back to this tradition And I thought that it would be really impactful for people of the younger generation, especially people like me from North Dakota, where we don't even practice Latin mass. And so what do you think her story, like where will it have the most impact? Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you you can already see that it has had an impact on people who um, I know just in talking to some of my brother priests who, you know, have parishes and, some of their parishioners, you know, went up to go see her and everything. And a lot of the times it's people that just maybe they've been Catholic their whole lives, or, you know, maybe they've been Catholic for a long time, but this, this is really having a a deep impact on their prayer lives on recognizing that. Yeah. I mean, like God is really real. Like he's really, really real. And we need to be more serious about our faith instead of just kind of going through the monotony of, you know, oh, we go to Mass on Sundays, you know, we pray the rosary every once in a while, or we pray on our meal prayers and just kind of leave it at that. Um, people, uh, I think, are realizing that they're, 
more and more and more, especially with, with this, um, this miraculous um, preservation of Sister Wilhelmina, that there is just so much uh, depth to our faith and that it's, this is all just so real. It's all so real. And so I, I just think that people are really being impacted by that reality of how real the faith is, how real God is. And mm-hmm. ju- just, you know, your quote unquote ordinary Catholics. And, and I don't, I don't mean that at all to be any sort of derogatory or anything, but we, we see in our day and age, just a lot of Catholics, they, they are not well catechized. God bless them. They, so many of them are very faithful to the church and, and faithful to going to mass and the sacraments and everything, but they just, they don't know their faith. And I think this is something that has um, sparked something in a lot of people to make them recognize one, our, our God is real. Our faith is real. I need to know our faith. I need to know our tradition and where, where this came from. And I just think that that, that a lot of people have been, um, been really impacted by that, who, especially those who have personally have gone to Gower to go see mm-hmm. sister. I know one priest told me that af- after this parishioner of his, who, you know, was a, I, I, I presume just a, a good faithful parishioner, but, but again, is is someone, you know, who just, they just haven't been, uh, catechized as well, or maybe they've kind of forgotten uh, a lot of, a lot of the faith. They came back from Gower after seeing sister Wilhelmina and, and seeing the sisters and going to mass with the sisters and just seeing the beauty of the tradition that is so palpable there. This person came back and told this priest, she said, father, we have been robbed. <laughs> like We have been robbed of, of so much of, of our tradition and, and, and what is, what is present in our church. We just, we haven't been taught this, these things for, for many decades. And, and a part of that is just because of the cultural shift, both in the world, but also in the church and, and some of the, the things that have gone on in the church in the aftermath of the sixties and seventies and everything. And, you know, we, we've been through like things like this before and it's, you know, God's going to see us through this time too, but, but just people recognizing just the rich, richness of Catholicism and sister Wilhelmina, I think in, in just in, in a variety of ways has shown that to people. So. Oh, that, no, that's beautiful. And I think, I think you hit it right on the head because I I feel so changed after going down there. I don't even know how to explain it. I had the honor mm-hmm. of staying at the Abbey with the sisters. Oh, wonderful. And oh, good. Just good. like being able to be there and to experience it, it was life-changing. And I keep yeah. telling people because I shared it on Facebook, a lot of my friends in North Dakota, it's something crazy. Like over 50% of North Dakotans are Catholic. Um, But anyway, so a lot of the people that saw it on Facebook, they talked to me about it. And I just told them, like, I was like, I I can't explain it to you in words. I saw her. I prayed in the chapel. I was on the property. I saw everything, but I can't like process it. It was so beautiful and it was so just impactful. And this is so dorky and you guys are going to laugh at me, but like, I keep telling people when you see her, it doesn't seem real, but you can like count her eyebrow hairs. (laughs) <laughs> what is that <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. so I, I totally relate to that Sierra, because um of course i i've been going up to gower for years i go to retreat there every year i know you know the sisters many several of the sisters very well and whenever i went up there i went up there with another parishioner um actually the husband of our music teacher at saint ambrose uh, uh stephen uh he and i went and we met up with another priest in our diocese to go up there and yeah, I, I just, I walked away just not being able to describe it. it it's just, um, 
it's just incredible. It was, you know, uh, her body was there, but it wasn't just her body. You you could almost sense that, that she, I mean, that she was there, like that her, her soul was there too, you know, in some, in some way. I, I just don't know how to describe it, but just seeing her in person and kneeling next to her, touching her habit, which was not brittle, which was just, you know, as strong and as intact as the day that she was buried. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, there are no words. I was just so dumbfounded by the whole thing. So the last thing I'll say, and then please everybody else feel free to jump in, but I kind of wonder if that's the point. We're supposed to be so speechless and so mm-hmm. unable to describe it because like I've told so many people, you have to go down there. You have yeah. to go down there and see her yeah. yourself. Because like I have a friend, I just met her for lunch from college. She is in the focus ministry and she's oh, in Nebraska. Sure, yeah. So she's in Fargo. And I told her, when you go back to Nebraska, you have to stop in Gower. And I talked to another gal in my community. She teaches CCD. We want to bring down a group of junior high kids to Gower now. Because she was telling me, you have to come to the classroom and explain to the kids what you saw. And I told her, I can't. You have to go and see it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I have a question for you, Father. Is there someone there now that takes the role of a, a docent where they'll show people around, explain what's going on, what the monastery's about, sister's life, anything like that going on? It, it's kind of it's kind of informal. I mean, you can mm-hmm. go there and, you know, you can ask to speak with one of the sisters or a couple of the sisters to, you know, it, especially if you do so ahead of time. I mean, obviously, that's, that's preferable, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they will have sisters that will, um, you know, speak to pilgrims, you know, who come there. Um, and I, I, to my knowledge, I don't think that they really give any like tours of the church of their church or anything like that. Cause it's, they, they pray in there so frequently, or mm-hmm. they obviously, you know, respect the sacredness of that, of that space. But, but no, you, I mean, there are, you know, a couple of those sisters, including mother Abbas, who you can speak to if, if they're available. Um, as I know that, you know, people have, have done it. And I, I mean, I usually do that whenever I go up there just, just because I know the sisters and, and had the opportunity when I went to go see Sister Wilhelmina to speak to Mother Abbas and hear kind of her side of the story of the exhumation. And that was just, that was really cool, you know. But but anyways, uh, um, yeah, I mean, the, the sisters are very hospitable, you know, and, and they're happy to speak to the pilgrims that come. Well, they, know, take that, Saint, they take St. Benedict seriously, greet everyone as Christ at the door, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, very, yeah. very seriously. Absolutely, and, yeah. What about, um, you said mm-hmm. mentioned about retreat. Are there retreats available? I mean, for priests, for lay people? Uh, yes. What do they so, have? So they have, um, they have a priest guest house called St. John's that's just maybe a couple hundred yards away from, from mm-hmm. the abbey itself. And, and they have, uh, I guess, about eight to 10 guest rooms for priests to go mm-hmm. on retreat. And that's, I, I go there every year on retreat. I usually go in January and, um, and spend a week there. And they have a chapel that's there with the blessed sacrament and they have a kitchen and, and the sisters graciously fix lunch and dinner for the priests. And um, it's just, it's just a very peaceful uh, uh, place to go. And, and they also have a guest house um, that's, that's uh, that they built uh, just a couple of years ago, I guess, or maybe about a year and a half ago. That is, it's a big house and it's for both the families of the sisters who come to visit because they're permitted to visit, uh, I guess, a couple of times a year. 
Uh, but it's also for, for lay people who want to go on retreat up there. And, and everything is just self-guided <clears throat> retreats. Um, I, I always just go by myself and do kind of my own thing. And a lot of the lay people who go will do kind of their own thing. They'll sometimes meet with a chaplain who's there for confession or maybe a little bit of spiritual direction. But otherwise, it's just kind of you're kind of on your own. Um, you go. I, I always try and, and make most of the, the hours to pray with the sisters. And I know a lot of the lay people who come there uh, to go on retreat do as do so as well. So it's just great. I, it's my it's my favorite place on the face of the earth. I just love to go there. Yeah. Wonderful. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, Father, I, I have to echo everything you've just said. I when I was when the story before the story broke, I was on the ground and um shortly right after it went viral and I was already there filming. So I was there for probably five or six days when the crowd swelled from a few dozen to thousands. Um and I was actually permitted to stay at the priest house for one evening because the other oh, good. Gonna stay, which was really an unusual opportunity for a layperson. Sure. Uh, and the first thing that struck me was like, okay, it was dinner time, and they invited me to dinner, and there was a uh, a deacon and a couple priests and the chaplain, and so I like I just sit down in the chair, and you know I'm waiting, and they're all standing behind the chair, and yeah. uh, right, so I didn't realize. Okay, I, I stood yeah. up, <laughs> so standing. I I tried to do that with my six kids at home. <laughs> it's really really hard uh, to get the three and four year old to stand behind their chair. They like to stand on the chair. Oh, um, sure, sure. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So benedictinesofmary.org for our listeners is the official website for the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles. That's the order we've been talking about. And really, I mean, um, it's just it's just beautiful. And you can actually, I think, see some pictures of the grounds. They've got uh, several hundred acres in Gower, Missouri, which is about, I don't know, an hour north of Kansas City. And I, I really would echo everything Father uh, Kelly said. If you can get there, even just for the day, do it. It's so peaceful. Um, prior to that, my favorite place on earth was Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and and that for, for no spiritual reason at all. Uh, I mean, besides the fact that the ocean is there and I've always felt very like connected to the, the Lord when I'm at the beach for some reason, cause it's just so big and we're so small. Right. But man, Gower, I like, I would, I would move there. If they like had houses for sale on the Abbey, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say Bismarck. I told you you have to come back to Naples, Father. That's number three on my list. Naples. Yeah, you, you better move it up. It, Where it, is Bismarck <laughs> on this list? Come Bismarck's on, not. It, it, that doesn't make the list. <laughs> yeah, Bismarck is not on the list, Sierra. I thought about Biz. I put a poll out on Facebook about a year ago, and I asked my followers. I said, "Where should the Hood family move?" And it was really funny the responses that I got. Like it was all over the place. But um, I will say this, there was just a report that came out, the top 10 communities for Catholics in the United States, and Kansas City was up there with Ave Maria. Um, That's because of the great communities that are present mm -hmm. in these uh, cities that were listed. Every yeah. one of them seems to be connected with some kind of a, a university, Catholic a university. University, there you go. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Father. St. Louis was not on that list, I don't think, but maybe they're in the top top 20. They, they used to have a Catholic oh, yeah, university. They, they, used, they <laughs> yeah. used to have one. They did. It's gone. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what it's happened. It's not Catholic to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the word. You know, that's what happens. So, look, we got we to go to our next commercial break. You're listening to Truth Culture Life and such a fun, fun uh, conversation today. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. July is the month for Catholic Spirit Radio's Matching Monday. I'm this year's Matching Monday donor, Patricia, and I'm going to double up to $6,000 every donation made on the Mondays in July. I challenge you to donate big, so I have to write that matching big check. 
Donate online at catholicspiritradio.com or mail your check on any Monday in July to 108 Boykin's Place in Normal. Why am I willing to be the matching donor? Before I converted, Catholicism seemed mysterious to me, even though my husband was Catholic. However, after speaking with a priest, I knew I wanted to become a Catholic too. I began listening to EWTN programs and grew tremendously in my understanding and love of the faith. When my children came along, I was thankful that we could attend church together, and we still do whenever family comes to town. Catholic Spirit Radio needs our financial support so we can grow in our faith. If you've never donated, start this July. If you've donated in the past, July is the month to give extra. Remember, I will double it during July Matching Mondays. Help seniors remain independent. Faith in Action is a nonprofit providing transportation for people over 60 to medical appointments and grocery stores. Become a Faith in Action driver in the extended Bloomington Normal Area, 309-827-7780. Hey, this is Father Mitch Pacwa, host of Open Line Wednesday. For me, Catholic Radio is a chance to speak and hear our Catholic doctrine, consider it, think about it, apply it to everyday life, and be blatantly in the public with it. And I am so thankful to you for being an important part of the Lord's plan. By participating and listening, invite others to listen and hear Open Line. Wondering about your next step? Ashley was in school and pregnant when she reached out to the Pregnancy Resource Center. Would she be judged? Would she be accepted? What she found at LAPRC was a team of people who were committed to providing excellent care and compassionate support to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. If you or someone you know is in a situation like Ashley, or if you want to help support women and families in our community, you can find us at PregnancyResourceCenter.org. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Welcome back to Truth Culture Life. I'm Royce Hood, and wow, we've just been having such a fun conversation. Sierra had this like really rock solid agenda of all these bullet points she wanted to hit today, and I don't think we've hit any of them because we've just been off on tangents and just having fun. Holy Sierra, Spirit action plan. Holy Spirit action plan. That's how. That's how I've been. <laughs> recently and it works out great so look it's, let's, it's, it's called it's called flying by the seat of your pants <laughs> you know, I, I do that best if people people ask me for details on things and just like you know i just i'll just get it done i i don't know the the color of the napkin to me doesn't matter as long as i've got a napkin yeah, we got, <laughs> yeah, god has never let us down that's right i mean all the yeah. years we've been working together on different things you're right um, hey, i got a i got a big one coming up you Talk about Sound of Freedom. I'll tell you my big plan that you're part of. <laughs> oh, I want it. Let's go to that. For, okay, so look, I don't know which one we should go to first. Uh, Father's Big Plan or Sound of Freedom? Let's take a vote. Father Kelly, Sierra, what, what's your vote on that? Well, oh, man, I, I don't know. Sound um, of Freedom. We got to make yeah, sure we hit that. Yeah, we got to make sure yeah, we hit that. I agree. Okay. Let's talk about Sound of Freedom. Right, people sound people of freedom. need to hear about it. So. It's, it's part of, well, good. I'm glad because the, it's part <laughs> of Sound of Freedom. That's okay. That's the surprise. Okay, so I went and saw Sound of Freedom, and it was funny because the same day that I saw Sound of Freedom, 
uh, Sierra texted me. He's like, Hey, I just saw Sound of Freedom. It's amazing. I was like literally in the movie. Oh, so, yeah. um, yeah, awesome stuff. Let's talk about that a little bit. Tell us, uh, have, have any of you, have both of you guys fathers seen Sound of Freedom? Yes. I didn't. Oh, I come can't, on. I can't, well, I, okay. I don't see, I Pick don't want to, the, oh, it, I, I haven't <laughs> been to the movie since Les Mis because <laughs> I don't want to be upset by anything. So now I only watch happy stuff. Sound of Music and Les Mis. After that, I'm not taking any risks but upsetting myself. <laughs> yeah, but what about, about Incorruptible movie when that when the Incorruptible film comes out, Father? I mean, well, gonna... then I got I, I, I expect that I'll be doing some commentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't worry. All right. So, Sound of Freedom, Father Kelly. What was your reaction to to this just incredible movie? Yeah, it's it's very very good. Um, I, I left the theater sad and happy and uh furious as well <laughs> um you see you just, see why you don't go you, do you see why <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a it was kind of a bag of emotions and the, the the parishioners that i went with we all kind of felt the same way um but it was just it was very very impactful very eye-opening jim caviezel uh does a great job all the actors did a great job but jim mm -hmm. caviezel did a great job playing tim ballard and yeah, it just it 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 really opens your eyes to wow, this this stuff it, it is real. I mean, you you hear about it, you hear about the sex trafficking that's going on, and and it just it you walk away questioning, asking questions like, um, why is this so vast? Why is this? Why don't we hear about it more? Why why don't we see you know more movements you know to to stop this this you know this act of, of heinous evil, you know, why did it take five years to get it on the screen? I mean, I yeah, smell, a I mean, I smell yeah. a rat. Yeah. It does make you ask just a lot of questions and that's yeah. really what we, what we all were doing after afterwards, we asked a lot of questions and it really does make you think. And, uh, and yeah, I mean the, the whole, the whole thing with like you were saying, father, it took five years for it to hit the screen. And, and there's just been a lot of other stuff that's been going on where where you know, these critics have been trying to discourage people and saying that it's a big conspiracy theory and everything and, you know, all of this other nonsense. And I mean, the, I think the media has to be careful about accusing a lot of people of conspiracy theories because in the last several years, a lot of these quote unquote conspiracy theorists have proven to be right. And it's made yeah. the media look foolish, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's uh, on the horizon with the sound of freedom, but uh, yeah, I, again, I thought it was a very good movie. I think that people need to go see it. Um, obviously, it's not it's not for kids, obviously, you know, to go see. But definitely, um, you know, people need to be ma made aware of, of the stuff that's going on. With well, this. and before, before we go any further, too, I wanted to point out that the cool thing with this movie is they actually started a pay it forward program. Mm -hmm. So that if you can't afford tickets, so for anybody listening, if you can't afford tickets, you want to watch the movie. If you actually go to angel.com, they have where you can get a ticket for free to go and watch the movie, or you can donate for others to go and watch the movie because the message behind the movie is so important. And the beginning of the movie where, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but I really just think it shows where our, where our culture is going, like what we're exposing our children to, mm -hmm. how we're you know, we're sexualizing kids. And at the end of the movie, they talk about how there's 40 million people enslaved today. 
the most in human history. How are we not talking about that? Yeah. And it's in our, the scary thing about that is it's in our backyard. It's in our mm-hmm. own communities right here in the United States and people don't even see it. Um, you know, look, I just got uh, the headline here, according to imdb.com, Sound of Freedom passes $100 million at the box office. Wow. I love the fact that it, it was only in 2,000 feet theaters opening weekend. Harrison Ford's new Indiana Jones was in 4,000 theaters and Sound of Freedom beat Indiana Jones. Not one studio wanted to pick up this movie. And as you said, Father and Sierra talked about this last week. Disney actually acquired the rights when they acquired uh, 21st Century Fox. And they, they shelved this movie. They weren't going to release it. And mm-hmm. there, was, there was like some legal action. And eventually Angel Studios was able to buy the rights. But every roadblock you can imagine was put up to prevent this thing from getting out. And like you said, Father, why? Why would they not want this movie to get out? And it drives me nuts when I see the headlines from like The Guardian and CNN and these different outlets. You know, the QAnon conspiracy movie, uh, you know, is doing well because of religious extremists it's like it's a it's literally a true story yeah. it's a true story who are, they, who are they protecting who are they protecting they're protecting well, the themselves thing, probably yeah the thing that's so frustrating is the only like religious component and i mean there are many religious components but the only thing that's like in your face is when he says god's children are not for sale why did that offend so many people <laughs> i just don't understand well I mean, come on, it, you know, the perpetual sisters. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't mention God anymore because yeah. you, mm-hmm. God's been canceled too. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, but you know what's cr- funny? See, but what's funny to that point is so Hollywood puts out all the garbage that they put out. Um, whenever really authentically good movies come out, they consistently beat the box office bets. Yeah, I mean, they're consistently successful. Why did Sister Wilhelmina's story go so viral? Because people are hungry for the mystical side of our, you know, we're, we're naturally, we're hungry for the spirit. We are. And man, I, I feel like we're seeing that. So no, yeah, last word before we go into Father Orsi's, because uh, he's got something he wanted to talk about too. Yeah, I'm going to you know. yeah. Well, you know, talk about gonna... this movie. Yeah, go, go ahead. You want to get this off your chest? Go ahead. And then I'll tell you the big surprise for Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, too, I mean, they talked about how a lot of the people enslaved today, how they are children, but there's just so many components that go into it. And I'm not going to say that everyone today probably has somebody they know that's been affected by human trafficking or, you know, whatever. But on the next episode, because we definitely don't have time today, but I'll have to tell you guys the story where I almost was like human trafficked. I was oh. stopped by somebody impersonating a police officer and two men impersonating ambulance drivers. Oh. And they tried to get me out of my pickup. And it was wow. a whole thing. It happened in fake, Iowa. A fake police officer car? Yes. And wow. How, how, how old were thing, you? How oh, old? It happened two years ago. Oh, wow. That's and the only thing that saved yeah. me, the only thing that saved me that day is I'm, you know, me. I had two baseball bats in my pickup and two loaded nine millimeters. So I wasn't going anywhere. But (laughs) I tell people all the time, like, this is something that honestly happens all of the time. Yeah. And we don't even, we don't talk about it. We don't do anything. So next show, I'll have to tell the story. That's a good team here. Truth Culture Life. Um, (laughs) We'll be back next weekend. We've just got a couple. Robin, I didn't tell you the surprise. We've got got a couple minutes left. So go ahead, Father. (laughs) Well, I'm going to. All right. I 
through Action for Life is trying to get Jim Caviezel to come to Naples for a Whoa. presentation. All right, wow. so here's where you fit in. Do you have any way to contact them? <laughs> possibly possibly we'll see yeah i mean well come down listeners. here you come down here we'll show the movie uh have him speak it'll be a big deal if you're listening jim call father o that's <laughs> his connections up there in the peoria wherever the heck we are yeah, look i yeah there's, there's i definitely know people who know people let's put it that well, way all right i tell Kabizla i want to talk to him <laughs> that's my that's my favorite part of the show is that everybody's from like a different part of the u.s so one of us has to have some connection somewhere <laughs> i mean what is that old rule like you're i don't know why kevin bacon got thrown into this but right seven seven parts from kevin bacon or something there like was seven people away yeah, seven people away from Kevin Bacon. Everybody on Earth, apparently. <laughs> All I right, know. I want Jim Caviezel. I want him in Naples, Florida. <laughs> in I, uh, no, I think November. I'm shooting for November. All right, Father, you said this was a surprise for me. It sounds like you're giving me a job to do. Yeah, that's a surprise. <laughs> oh, surprise <laughs> <your> work. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Well, and I'll let you come, and I will let you come too on my dime. Well, you know, we, we have a scene in Incorruptible where we really need somebody to play Jesus. So maybe, you know, who knows? Father Kevin Kelly. Bacon. <laughs> Father, Father Kelly does have the beard. You got to grow out your hair a little bit longer. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah, uh, I, guess, I, yeah I guess that's right. I mean, I could, I could play Moses. I look more like him. <laughs> oh my goodness well, what, what a show, folks. So listen, come back next week. Uh, Sierra's going to share her story. Um and wow, I can't wait to hear that. We're glad she's here. So good thing she had her baseball bats in the car and she was uh, being aware of her surroundings. It's always important. What a great show. Father Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to yeah, join us. Nice, nice meeting you. Take good care. Good to meet you as well, Father. God yeah, bless. You too. Yeah, you All right. Well. Thank you. You're listening to Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio, and we'll see you again next week. Mm-hmm.